shoot 38% from downtown. Here comes LBJ! <laughs> Look out! Oh, the crowd on their feet. That's what they came to see. Kawhi Leonard! Oh! Stop the step. Put it down. Start a game up there. Please wake me up. Thank you. MB fakes. Drive. Oh. A massive jam. Team fouls to give. Both in the penalty. Under two to play. Hard step back. Puts up the three. Got hit. Shots good. Hello, 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 and welcome to Blank Screen Basketball Podcast. My name is Patrice Gordon, and I'm your host, and I'll be looking at basketball events and different factors happening each week in the basketball calendar, happening in the basketball landscape, in the NBA, the FIBA, the BBL, wherever you play, you name it, that's what I'll be trying to cover, uh, but mostly looking at the kind of movers and shakers in the basketball world as we know it. So mostly the NBA, I'm not going to front, that's where it's mostly going to be, but I'll try and cover other areas as and when. Um, the name of the podcast, Blank Screen Basketball, is kind of taken as part of my company, Blank Screen. Um, we also do books. Um, if you go to our website, blankscreenbooks.com, you'll find bios on lots of different players, such as Kevin Durant, Wayne Wade, Bradley Beal, Luka Doncic, um, Pop Smitha Bonsu, and many others to come as well, including James Harden. Um, and on there... The, the kind of main angle of the books is to kind of talk about the main kind of players and where they came from and their different kind of upbringing and stuff to make it into the NBA as we know, which is obviously the best basketball league around the world. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. Um, we're trying to get our followers up, so please follow me on Instagram, um, Blank Screen Basketball. You can go on Twitter, find us at Bookscreen or on Facebook, Blank Screen again. So um, hope you enjoy the show. Um, different subjects of today's show will cover looking at Vince Carter, where he's actually hurting the Hawks. We'll also talk about the trade deadline, which is coming up, the All-Star game, and obviously LeBron James and uh, undisputable, undisputable, should we say, um, Zion Williamson. Um, you know, this, this kid, Zion Williamson, because he's garnered like, a lot of hype um, based on his kind of skill set and his kind of dunking ability, but yet to play a game. Um, so he plays a game literally in the next couple of days, and it should be interesting to see the impact that he has on the league and whether he can actually be the hot ticket as many predict him to be. So let's start with Vince Carter. Um, Vince Carter has been in the NBA for over 20 years, over 20 seasons now. And um, my big kind of question around Vince Carter is, is he actually hurting the Hawks? You know, as... It's the fifth pick in the 1998 NBA draft. Vince Carter from the University of North Carolina. Look is it going to be? Here comes it. Oh, 
over 20 years over 20 seasons now and um my big kind of question around vince carter is is he actually hurting the hawks you know as you know he's an old man of 42 years old but still in good shape still can knock down the threes um gets up and down the court for 15 20 minutes a game still quite quite fundamentally you know a good bench guy maybe a good locker guy as well you know, helping out the young guys such as Trey Young and John Collins find their feet and determine their place within the NBA. But on the other foot, I think him being the elder statesman, almost the same age as the coach Lloyd Pierce, ultimately he's affecting the team in the wrong way. I think him being there is ultimately slowing their growth, you know, stunting it. You know, I think they're at the stage where they're at the bottom of the league. They've barely won 10 games this season and it's clear that you know, Lloyd Pierce is looking for some leadership. And even though Trey Young is scoring 29 points a game, he's hitting those of different assists, he's playing really well. I think, you know, the the leadership that they require isn't someone of this Carter's kind of stature, stature. You know, clearly he can't dunk like he used to. He can't go through them baseline jams like he used to. He can't throw them windmill dunks. You know, he can't say, it's, it's over, it's over. You know, when he won um, the slam dunk competition with his cousin Tracy McGrady. You know, the reality is Vince Carter is a, is a frail. <laughs> and I put it mildly, he's quite frail. You know, he can hit the freeze, you know, but he... On defense, he's a liability. Even on offense, he's a question mark as well. You know, the games move faster than he's than he's used to, and the reality is he hasn't won a championship. I think you know you want to you want someone leadership in the locker room. You want someone who's won, and I think he went as far as to go as the finals. He played with the New Jersey Nets, but ultimately they came up short against the Lakers, and. You know, he hasn't been to the final since. He's done a few playoff, you know, amazing things in the playoffs. But again, he's just slowly fading such a role player that, <clears throat> excuse me, that ultimately he isn't, you know, a living legend. You know, when I say a living legend, I mean he's a dunk legend. He's a great player, He, you know, but he is not a living legend on the court as we speak. So... You know, can the younger players really respect him? You know, yeah, they can. They think, wow, I could play for 20 years in this league. Fantastic. You know, but the body wasn't designed to play for 20 years. Essentially, the body's designed for 10, 15 years, probably maximum at this highest level that it can that it can reach. So from my perspective, Vince Carter is actually hurting the Hawks by still staying around. Maybe it's his last farewell tour. Maybe next season he'd be finally gone. But... For Trey Young, John Collins, Kevin Herder, even Cam Reddish, I think these guys don't really need him on the team. I don't think he provides them kind of any real leadership. Um, I know he, you know, he probably calms things down verbally, but physically, it's another big deal. And I think you know the Hawks maybe need, need to look signing somebody who can maybe you know calm things and steady things when they get a bit flustered when teams have momentum runs, etc., etc. I know Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague has done really well. Um, in the league so far and he's still roughly in the early 30s so him being traded to the Hawks um, is good news and essentially he can maybe 
you know, pass on a bit of his knowledge over to the young bucks. But Vince Carter, so long, buddy. You know, it's time to fly the roost. You know what I mean? Much respect, Hall of Famer, but ultimately not a winner. Um, winner in life, yeah, but on the basketball court, you know, it's time to pass up the boots, buddy. You know what I mean? Much love, much love. Okay. All right. Um, moving on to the trade deadline. Um, you know, not much news happening. Trade deadline kicks off around February the 6th. Um, teams have got a chance to kind of throw their little stabs in the wind to try and talk to other teams to see what they want to do and to see if anybody's interested in signing a marquee player, a second kind of league player, bench player to kind of up their stock in, you know, in line of the playoffs that are coming up. But really, I don't think there's much noise really happening. The kind of biggest noise or the biggest name at the moment is kind of Andre Drummond of the Detroit Pistons. Andre Drummond, clearly a 2020 player occasionally you know not many players in the league can actually do that he's strong physical force but the question is his shooting ability can he shoot without going in the post many people will say no you know and it's a shame really you know the guy's a, is, a, is a decent player you know he can throw down with the best of them really athletic for his height you know he worked quite well with Blake Griffin but the reality is you know, he's just blocking up the lane. You know, in this day and age, teams want to have that lane, that space to create so they can dish it out to their three-point shooters. And Andre Drummond, unfortunately, he kind of um, kind of blocks the hole, you know. So maybe, you know, it's been rumoured that the Atlanta Hawks may potentially, you know, be able to sign him. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence again. You know, I don't really know whether he can help them that much. You know, but potentially maybe he can. You know, it's it's a tough situation for Andre because I think, you know, he's definitely worthy. His rebounds would definitely help the team. He'd be able to play much defence as well. So I think if you look at it from an offensive standpoint only, then he's he's a bit he's a bit of a bust, you know. But if you're looking at it from a defensive standpoint, he clearly clogs the lane. He's a defensive, he can rebound, he's strong, physical, and he adds a lot of power in there and a lot of threat to protect the rim, and that's what ultimately what you need. So, Andre Drummond, you know, where's he going to go? I think I think there'd be a lot of suitors for him, but his career trajectory will kind of slide if he doesn't kind of step it up and, you know, show a bit more offensive repertoire. You know, um, other players, I think they, they were talk of, they talked about Devin Booker as well. I'm not too sure that the Phoenix Suns are going to let Devin Booker go. Let's be real. Devin Booker is, is a top-grade player. He just hasn't done it consistently and he hasn't won games. So he just needs another back kind of backcourt player with him. Ricky Rubio's good. You know, Kelly Oubre Jr. stepping up. But can Devin Booker really, you know, take it that next leap? And we all think you can. You know, we watch him play smooth, silky, got a great shot. He scored 70 points in a game. And that's still a proof that he is a great player. So whether the Suns will trade him, probably the biggest mistake. The only way they can trade him is if they get like two all well, I would say two all-stars, one all-star, one kind of secondary kind of role player, maybe one kind of, you know, first round draft pick or something like that. But it's got to be a big deal for another team to acquire Devin Booker because the Suns are not giving him up. Other trade news, I haven't really heard much on it, to be frank, but... I'll keep my eye out and I'll let you know and we'll see what's really happening. So um, if you know anything, please email me. The email address is infoblankscreenbooks at gmail.com. 
Again, that's info blank screen books at gmail.com. So please email me if you know any other news, any basketball news, if you want to know more about this podcast, if you want to know more about my books that I'm doing. So just other little areas about the basketball kind of landscape and world. So please feel free to contact me and I'll get back to you and have a touch base. And you can also hit me on the social media as well. So cool. All right, let's talk about the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game. NBA, yeah, it's that great time of the year where players take a break or some players are forced to play in the All-Star Weekend. Now, some people love it, some people don't. Um, From my standpoint, the All-Star Game as a kid was fantastic because you see all the greatest players in the court at one time going back and forth. Um... As you get older, you realise no defence is really being played like a serious game. It's not as competitive. But ultimately, it's something that is needed. You know, I think within the league, it's all about names, it's all about stars, it's all about promotion, it's all about hype, it's all about razzle-dazzle, it's about a bit of fun. And this takes away from the regular season's kind of tough grind. It's time for players to let their hair down, to relax, shoot some threes, show their quality, and, you know, and to also help their reputation go up, boost their stock. You know, you know, the players like I still remember from back in the day, such as Craig Hodges, you know, who played for the Chicago Bulls. And I remember him hitting like 19 three-pointers in a row in the contest. Whereas in a game, I was just waiting for him to do the same thing, but he never really did it. You know, it was all Michael Jordan. So, I still have those vivid memories of certain players who did really well on the weekend, but actually didn't do very well kind of during the actual regular season or their games themselves. So it's it's one of those, it's a, it's, it's a catch-22, but at the same time, it's something that players can look forward to, something that fans can look forward to and just not take it as seriously as potentially they should or know that it has no effect on the regular season or the playoffs. So... LeBron James leads the pack again with like millions and millions of votes. Unsurprisingly, Luka Doncic is kind of up there as well. He's got millions of votes in his second season in the NBA. And, you know, he's kind of taken to a new level in terms of skill set and showing players from Europe do actually have some game. Um, Whether LeBron will play, I'm sure he will. He will satisfy the fans' needs as he is such a kind of a key kind of trend person who consistently throughout his career has continued to perform at a high level um part of me kind of thinks that he would have to take it easy or the coaches should advise him to take it easy but who knows where we stand and to be honest that kind of runs into another point and talks about the LA Lake. LeBron when he's locked in still the best player in the world Anthony went on and he kind of chuckled a little bit and he said next to me he's still got that ultimate confidence that he's one of the best players in the world rebound taken by LeBron he eyed the outlet instead keeps it himself here he goes all the way left hand count it and one LeBron the attacking zone LB. team sorry should I say in the whole NBA um, after the Milwaukee Bucks and LeBron James is the kid kind of front runner with that and he dishing out assists to Anthony Davis he leads the league in assists roughly about 10 a game um, doing at a higher level and he's finding players and you know he's producing producing like he always has and you know he's obviously he's got the valid experience of going to the finals about eight nine times in a row he's won three times two different teams Um, but this is going to be his hardest kind of stint of all primarily because he's older he's 35 years old um, he's playing at a high pace. He's, Anthony Davis is 
all good and well. He's got some kind of he's got winners on his team, such as Danny Green. He's got young bucks such as Kyle Kuzma. But and you know that this buck was coming. It's a big buck. The reality is he's old. He's getting old. You know, you see him when he puts the ball through his legs a few times, and you think, "Cracky, that's so slow." The guy is getting slower. You know, you don't really want him to be slow. But he still elevates good. You know, he goes through the hole. He slams it on a couple of people. He goes through hard. He's still catching alley-oops. He's still, you know, hitting jumpers and strong and getting and-ones. You know, and to be honest, that's all you kind of really need. So I think this is ultimately the season for LeBron James to make a dent. And he knows it as well. We all see it. It's like he's receding hairline. It's a, re- it's a real, you know what I mean? You can't hide out what is going on in LeBron James's world. And his transparency is what makes him such a superstar. You know, he's honest and he's frank about his background, about his life, and ultimately about his successes and failures. But his time at the Lakers is going to, could go down as one of his worst stints. You know, even though he's clocking up the numbers, whether he will win, whether he will get past the second round in the playoffs. I'm not too sure. Anthony Davis still hasn't gone past the first round. Danny Green is unreliable as a shooter, but he is still a shooter you want on your team. A few, JaVale McGee has won two titles, but do you rely on JaVale McGee? Dwight Howard got to the finals, still hasn't won. You know, there's a lot of players there. There's a lot of skill. Defensively, they're solid. You know what I mean? And they're knocking teams out. But you saw the way the Clippers... Kawhi Leonard stepped it up every time they played the Lakers bam 2-0 and that I think is the key the key factor that is going to decide whether LeBron James can really keep it going and I don't know how they're going to pace him out you know it's a long season you know and I like he likes to keep going likes to keep playing but you know load management is the key word right now everyone's talking about load management and can LeBron James really keep it going I don't know I don't know, you know, what do you think? You know, email me, you know, you know, hit me on one of these kind of social platforms. I'll double check it and make sure we're both on the same page, you know what I mean? But what do you think? Is LeBron James still got it? You know what I mean? Yeah, Stephen A. Smith would say, yeah, he's still the man. And other people are rooting the Lakers, but I'm not a fool. I just think LeBron James, pretty much like Dwayne Wade was a few years ago, he's coming to his end of his career. We all know it. We all can see it. But because they're still winning, you know, we don't really, we're still a little bit in denial. You know, we're in denial that it's coming. You know, it happened to Michael Jordan as well. You know, after he won those titles of the Bulls and he did what he did and he joined the Wizards, even though he's a bit older, we knew that, you know, the legs can't manage it anymore. And it just takes one niggle for LeBron. You know, the groin injury last year kind of was a symptom of that. You know, he had never had that kind of injury before ever. So, you know, Kobe, he got this Achilles heel letting his, you know, there's something about father time and your body and getting older that happens to all of us. And I don't wish the, I don't wish the worst on LeBron James, not at all. You know, and I'll be the first one to give anyone a high five that they bet on the Lakers to win it all. I say, you know, but we all know Clippers are loaded. Denver Nuggets are young and coming. And Milwaukee, after last season, after the playoffs, they're keen to come back and, you know, to show people that they're serious and their record is serious, you know. Good old Giannis there, you know, at the compo, um, still killing them, still dunking on 20 people at once, but now hitting the three-pointer at a high clip, 
you know, he's it's like almost 40% now. So a lot to watch out for in the NBA, a lot to kind of things, different things going on. Again, he, he knows his lane and, and, and he does a good job. Oh! And Zion! Oh! Just probables oh. his way right to the hole. Well, you see. Okay, so we're going to talk about Zion Williamson. Now, you know, it was a bit of a shock to everyone when the New Orleans Pelicans kind of put him to the side for the beginning of the season to kind of have a bit of surgery to sort of some kind of kind of rupture in his kind of knees just because they thought that he's it was something they had never seen before. He's a bit freakish. You know, they want to look at the long-term kind of aspects of his career rather than worrying about just getting him on the court just to satisfy us. So... You know, he's going to be back playing, he's ready to play, he's young, he's keen. You know, he's got amazing kind of leaping ability, he can do crazy stuff. But can he play? You know, many people doubt the fact that he can play. You know, in the YouTube videos, there was, you saw him dunking against all these young kids. Um, fair enough, he was the same age. But then when he went to Duke, you know, he played incredibly. You know, he's not the best shooter, his form isn't the best. Um, whether his condition is up to speed as well is something that's going to kind of haunt him initially. But we all know that, wow, can he dunk? Yes. Is he an athlete? Yes. You know, is he a LeBron James part two? Mm, question mark. Charles Barkley? Mm. But, you know, these are other players, they're better form. But, you know, they're all unique in their own special way. You know, I like sometimes with Zion that he's very keen on high percentage baskets. And that's the smart thing to do. What's the point of checking threes for the sake of him? You know, but he's got a lethal first step. And will he go through? Will he dominate? Was he deserving to be number one draft pick? Mm. Is he better than RJ Barrett? Yes, says the crowd. Yes. Better than Cam Riddish? Yes. And are they playing well? No. <laughs> so I think the draft sometimes isn't reflective of real talent. But at the same time, it's about the ceiling and the teams investing in these players so that they can, um, you know, they can do something better in the future. You know, they can project and they can excel. And Zion Williams is one of those players. He will, people will come to watch him. You know, in the summer league, he did a few things. And wow, you know, he opened some eyes and he's he's got that raw athleticism that not many people have. You know, I think the game of basketball, sometimes it tricks you into a full sense of security you know you teach you teach you one two layup but really kids are doing one fried up with one hand quickly before the defender can block it you know and it fools people and it's all about using and manipulating the, the game you know james harden is the master manipulator and i think zion williams to a degree is he uses athleticism to kind of roll the thing off he comes off the wrong foot they say but it's the right foot because he scores so it's just about you know Mix, mix, mixing with the boundaries of the game, the sport, the rules, the fundamentals, and just you know being able to do it for your own benefit. And I think Sam Williamson, I'll be watching. You know, I won't be, I won't be a hater. You know, it's easy to perceive that I will be, but I won't be. And I think Sam Williamson has got a lot of talent. You know, um, you know anyone who could do a, a between the legs dunk or windmill dunk in a game. You know, no matter what level you are. You know, you know. I think most of us wish we could do that. You know, so it's amazing what he could do with his body. It's amazing, you know, the kind of effort and work he's put into his game. And you know, let's see, is he going to reap the benefits? Of course, he's making crazy money now. Um, so that's one benefit he's reaped. 
but will the acclaim from his basketball come through as well? Let's hope so too. You know, that will sustain him as someone that we like. You know, he seems like a cheery, bubbly guy, so let's keep it going and let's see who we go with Zion. Good luck, bro. And uh, as I said, each week I'll be reporting on this, my weekly kind of podcast. I'll be nice and short. I won't go on because I haven't got many guests, just myself kind of talking. But I'll keep you informed in my opinion and what you think I should talk about. Anything you use, different subjects you want me to talk about on blank screen basketball, please let me know. Um, I'm currently based in the UK, so please, if you've got a chance, support the BBL, um, all the kind of teams there, the London Lions, Scottish Rocks, the Glasgow Rocks, um, Newcastle Eagles, all the different teams that we have here in the UK, um, all great and fantastic as well. So again, thanks for tuning in. I'll come out with different subjects next week. Um, talk about what's going on. Maybe I'll talk about Kyle Kuzma. Does he really fit with the Lakers? What do you do? You know, uh, who else can talk about? Is Terrence Ross really the sixth man? What's up with Lou Williams? You know, can he be stopped? You know, or is Lou Williams overrated? You know, that's a question for everyone to ask. So these are things that and topics that I'll dig into because I see it, I try and analyse it in my own special way. But again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. This is our first podcast of many. And this is Blank Screen Basketball. And we'll see you next time. Peace. NBA draft, Vince Carter from the University of North Carolina. Carter.